Welcome to our next fireside chat here as part of our Net Zero Carbon Summit here at Freight Waves. Happy Earth Day also to all of those in attendance. It makes perfect sense, of course, that we have our Net Zero Summit on Earth Day, the celebration of taking care of this planet that we call home. Super excited for this conversation today. We've got Emily Phillips, who is the Vice President of Advanced Solutions at XPO. And we're going to be digging into a little bit about what it takes to be sustainable and how all of your sustainability things really matter when you do them in conjunction with other groups and other people in the industry. Sustainability and the path to net zero is one that we can't walk alone. It takes intense collaboration from every single industry partner, both public, private, and the individual citizen to make a commitment to choosing their own individual practices and changing company practices as well, whether that's voting with their dollar or just being an active voice for change in the community. So Emily, thank you so much for joining us. It's good to have you and welcome to Net Zero Carbon. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I appreciate you having me. So you're Vice President of Advanced Solutions at XPO, but you are also the Chairwoman of their Sustainability Committee. Can you talk me through a little bit about your roles as both Vice President of Advanced Solutions and chairing that Sustainability Committee? Absolutely. So uh, in my sustainability role, I have a few different hats here, but in my sustainability role, um, we have put together a sustainability committee as an extension of our ESG journey. So in 2020, the board of directors created an ESG scorecard. Uh, and in 2021, we actually formally chartered a sustainability committee who will support those uh, ESG scorecard efforts. But also it creates a um, cross-functional and global body who will represent each of the business units in each of the functional areas and make sure that we can then move forward that slate of priorities that the board has laid out and then continue the evolution of those priorities as we transition toward a green economy and green technology. So, um, you know, it, it relates as well to my role and my other hat in um, my role as vice president of solutions for last mile. We're seeing more and more customers who are coming to us with a request to help them be more sustainable in their own journeys. So we want to be able to lean into that at XPO and make sure that we are good partners to our client base and that we are you know, laying out a roadmap that is forward thinking with them that will help them, uh, may, you know, create their own uh, sustainability program and meet their own sustainability goals. When we first kind of started having this industry and really just population wide conversation around green energy and green sustainability and getting to this place of being net zero and really just caring about our world, I feel like a lot of corporation, a lot of industry kind of brushed it off, right? Brushed it under the rug. But now we're at this tipping point where if you are not making ESG commitments, if you're not measuring your carbon output, if you are not actively taking these steps to change the way that you're impacting the planet, it's starting to affect your bottom line as a company, which was kind of the point that I think a lot of these early adopters got to, right? Is that these big companies aren't going to care until it starts impacting the money that they're seeing flowing in. Some of that starts with the individual responsibility of you and I making cleaner choices. But a lot of it boils down to how can my individual choice start kind of this ripple effect and build into that collaboration. So I'm interested to know a little bit about what got you excited and interested in sustainability and got you in the movement to kind of start and start chairing this committee. 
you're absolutely right. I mean, I think it does start with that individual passion and that individual desire to do something that can make our planet a sustainable and better place to live and a greener place to live. So for me personally, that's where it started. I've always been very passionate about this subject. And I wanted to see how I could impact uh, sustainability within my own role, but what I could do within our company and within our industry to help bring that conversation forward. I certainly have seen a increase in the last two years and even an acceleration in that within the last year or six months around just that tipping point of all of the stakeholders, whether it's our clients, it's our investor base, it's frankly our our associates within XPO are wanting to see what we're going to do to help lead and help collaborate with the industry. Um, so that was kind of the uh, the impetus of how I got involved in it. And I just uh, you know, try to bring together the voices and the the uh, you know each of the uh, the collaborators within each of our business units who are already working on initiatives uh, that we might not know about, and we just need to bring them to the forefront um, to show what it is that we are doing and, and our capabilities going forward. Having that central point of a sustainability committee, I think, is a really good thing to do in business. You've got some people who are maybe like leading their own separate projects over their their own individual sectors of the business, or maybe they have these ideas and they're putting them to fruition with the team that they manage, but it's not making it collaborative across the entire business. So having this kind of platform, I guess I would almost call it, as that sustainability committee, what are some of the things that you see people bringing to you, those kind of ideas that are coming out of XPO that you're now being able to observe and kind of implement in your role as chairwoman? So I think it is uh, it is a wide slate, uh, and I think that that's very important because the solution to this, you know, within the transport sector, this is a, a pivotal sector that needs to convert in order to be able to kind of bend that emissions curve. Um, you know, transport is the largest now single contributor of greenhouse gases in the United States. We want to make sure that we're doing our part to mitigate that wherever we can. And it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. So you will find that across our business, the solutions that are coming forth are not one-size-fits-all either. So we are, uh, it's a wide range of initiatives from fuel. Uh, and when I say fuel, I'm talking about alternate um, fuel technologies, equipment. Uh, it also comes into energy consumption. You know, we look at what can we do to be greener in our facility energy consumption, whether that's looking at solar or um, wind. Uh, and then it's, uh, there are um, educational aspects as well. So making sure that we, as we bring that conversation to the forefront, we're also educating our employee base. Uh, we're also developing an educational series that will be housed within our internal XPO university so that we can start to have that conversation as part of our uh, everyday lexicon within XPO and bring that sustainability into that core conversation of everyday decision making. That part is so important, I think, because sustainability is something that a lot of companies are now taking a look at in saying we need to incorporate this intrinsically into our core values. We need to make a change to our commitments as a company, not only to take care of our employees or to take care of our clients, but also now to take care of the planet and truly make this an intrinsic value that is baked into the core of the company. 
Can you talk a little bit about how that reflects at XPO? Of course, you mentioned the educational opportunities. You've got the sustainability committee, but how else do you guys reflect sustainability as a core value inside the company? Absolutely. And sustainability is at the forefront of our conversations. We are very committed to making sure we move forward on this topic within the industry. Uh, I think another way that we are leaning into uh, becoming part of the solution is is actually part of uh, another core value, which is technology. You know, as we get closer and closer to a um, an environment where we need to be able to provide and share data with our shipping partners, we need to be able to lean in and provide that scope three emissions data to our uh, to our clients. And so, you know, the closer we get to uh, SEC disclosure regulations and things of that nature, uh, our client base has um, c- continues to come to us with their own um, science-based target goals that they need to be able to enable with their shipping partners. And, and scope three emissions is a big piece of that. Uh, so we are exploring uh, different ways where we can share that information uh, and in a consistent manner so that it will uh, enable our clients and our own reporting needs. What type of metrics are you guys using when you're looking at reporting some of those scope three emissions? Are you talking about miles driven? Are you talking about fuel burn, about carbon output? What, what are you guys measuring? So I think scope three is a challenge for everyone that is reporting on scope three. Uh, I, you know, if we look at what we're reporting today, it probably is uh, scratching the surface as, you know, as to what we could be looking at for uh, scope three. Currently today, we look at emissions from uh, fuel that, you know, that is um produced by the carrier, like non-asset based parts of our business. So we have a large piece of our business that is carrier based, contract carrier based. So we we look at um, emissions that are produced by that. But, you know, the supply chain is vast and we can uh, we could certainly do the work of trying to expand that scope and making sure that we are capturing and measuring uh, additional upstream and downstream uh, emissions so that once we start, you know, once we are able to start measuring that, then we can start figuring out initiatives to to draw those down. So you mentioned that as vice president of advanced solutions, you work in the last mile division and you do a lot of work around your last mile delivery services. Can you talk about some of the opportunities that exist in the last mile for really committing to those sustainability values and the opportunities that lie there for making it a cleaner part of the transportation process? Absolutely. So I think there's a lot of activity going on, particularly within the last mile, because the demand for final mile deliveries is increasing, especially with the rise of e-com and the last couple of years of uh, the COVID environment. So we're seeing kind of a paradox that we need to solve for with an increased demand for that final mile. But we're trying to bend the curve on especially uh, urban area congestion and uh, and emissions. And so we're partnering with our clients that are further along in their sustainability journey. Um, Some of them already have zero emission mandates for final mile delivery. And there's a lot of collaboration that goes into this because in our final mile business, it's not asset based. 
So we've got to be able to connect the dots with our carrier partners and our clients and all of the uh, equipment and other service providers to be able to provide that zero emission solution. So we are in active deployment on some electric vehicles with uh, one of our clients, and we have a lot of interest from several others uh, in how we can put together a medium and long-term roadmap. When we look at at that collaboration over the public-private partnership that I kind of talked about at the very beginning of this segment, I always think that that's something very fascinating to focus on because a lot of times these changes are are going to roll down from a government level and from a lawmaker standpoint, from a mandated level, as you mentioned, SEC reporting requirements coming out. Can you talk a little bit about what XPO is doing to kind of either get in line with some expected regulations that might come out, or if you guys are working hand in hand for either lobbying or suggesting what you guys think would be pertinent for government agencies to take a look at? Sure. And I think it's going to be an all fronts uh, discussion on that point as well. So I know that we are uh, rolling out and um, expanding compliance with the ACT rule in California and looking at how that impacts our fleet levels in uh, operating in that state. I know we're also um, expanding our biofuel and renewable diesel um, into five states this year, which really equates to about 25% of our annual fuel consumption. Uh, So just looking at how we, um, in each of those markets and each of those municipalities, how we can uh, remain compliant, but also stay ahead of the curve there. So we want to make sure that we're part of that conversation and helping to influence that transition. So when it comes to making a sustainability transition, whether that's retrofitting existing equipment, if you're asset-based with carbon capture devices or making a swap to EVs, or even just implementing devices or new technology that can help measure and reduce your carbon output, some of that comes with a price tag. It's, it's not easy and it's not cheap to do, which can hold a lot of those smaller companies back. Can you talk a little bit about any help that XPO looks to provide to our clients? If you have a client who's saying, you know what, I would love to be a little bit more sustainable, but I can't front the upfront cost. Agreed. And I, I think this is going to be the big, you know, we're, we're all sort of waiting for that financial tipping point where, you know, we're getting closer and closer, but the financial parity, you know, if you look at a comparison to traditional vehicles, it's still two to three X the cost range is still, you know, not quite at parity with traditional vehicles uh, and infrastructure. There's some, you know, the if we look at EV uh, or even longer term with hydrogen for, for larger format vehicles, we've got infrastructure and grid challenges that we need to make sure that we can ramp up. So it's really about m- trying to uh, time that uh, when the equipment is available, when it financially makes sense. But there are some customers that are willing to, uh, between customer and um, government grants, uh, there are uh, some ways to do that. that It's easier in some states than others uh, where we can at least get started. Uh, And then the closer we get as technology becomes um, more widespread, there will be a tipping point, we feel like, uh, with the cost, the functional parity, um, and the infrastructure where we feel like it will be equally as easy to get into an EV or hopefully a hydrogen uh, vehicle as it is today to get into an ICE vehicle. Last question for you, Emily. What do you think is the biggest hurdle stopping companies from 
throwing their efforts into collaboration for a green economy. So I think, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, this is a lot of change. It's a it's an enormous change management project. <laughs> so we talk about the collaboration and the new relationships that are going to be required, not only within our own company, but with our partners on equipment, on infrastructure, um, on fuel, on on our, in our carriers uh, and drivers. And so it's a um, evolution of just, you know, we we've started a lot of pilots. We're working with a lot of new ideas. We're going to see some things that really work well. We're going to see some things that we need to tweak and iterate on in order to be able to move forward. And so it's just building all of those new relationships that will probably take a little time and we're just pushing it as, as quickly as we can. So if people want to get in touch with you at XPO and want to maybe learn a little bit more about your last mile solutions or about the sustainability commitments that you're making to the industry, where can people go to do that? So I am uh, easy to find on LinkedIn. If you want to reach out to me directly, would love to have that conversation. And then if you want to learn more about sustainability at XPO, our sustainability report is actually coming out in timing with Earth Day. Uh, So uh, you can go to sustainability.xpo.com to learn more about that. Great. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the work that you're doing to push this forward. And we really appreciate you being part of our Net Zero Carbon Summit here at Freight Waves. It's wonderful to be here. Happy Earth Day. Happy Earth Day, indeed. All right, we are going to move right along into our next piece of your summit here for your Net Zero Carbon Summit at FreightWaves. Thank you guys for joining us today. If you are watching us on LinkedIn or somewhere else across the internet, make sure that you head to live.freightwaves.com. There's still time to get in, get registered, get networking with all of your fellow conference attendees, and really get every single bit out of this experience here for your Net Zero Carbon Summit on this Earth Day. We appreciate you guys so much. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. <music> 